Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 127, Manipulata and the Ayuni Salt Flat Mirror. That's a mouthful. I'm Maria Calanchini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children created to ignite your imagination, increase your vocabulary, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. And today's story was created by me. And by that, I mean I was the creator of the goop name Manipulata. Usually, I do a listener-generated goop name, but I could not resist doing Manipulata. And I'm going to tell you why and the inspiration for her. So Manipulata is obviously a goop that loves to manipulate. I was playing pickleball recently with some friends. There, So it was all the mom friends of some girls that were playing that were on the side as well. I think they were like nine and 10 and some other friends. The younger girls were supposed to pick up the balls. They were like ball girls on the court. One of them did not want to do it. So she decided to manipulate her mother who was playing pickleball. And her mom asked her to get the balls. And she was like, um, no, only if you will let me play at so-and-so's house after. And her mother just kind of ignored her. And then she went on and on. And she said, let me play, let me play, let me play. Her mom just kind of rolled her eyes at the rest of us. Finally, her mom gave in and said she'd give her what she wanted if she would pick up the balls. And so she picked up the balls. And I just watched the whole thing. And I thought, this is ridiculous. This mom is being completely manipulated. So the rest of us didn't say anything. But the good part of it was that I got an idea for manipulata. Have you ever been a manipulata? I know I definitely have been, especially when I was younger. All right, let's get into the story. I did it in the Uyuni Salt Flats, so you're going to have to go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 127 to see the photos for that. These are real salt flats in Bolivia, and they are so amazing. And I don't know if it's something in the water, the salt water that makes reflections like a mirror, but everything that's reflected back from the salt flats, it reflects everything above it. The sky, the people standing, the animals standing, the goops, anybody on the salt flat gets reflected back. And it is a giant mirror and the photos are stunning. So make sure you take a look at that. And maybe one day you'll be lucky enough to go to the Uyuni salt flats. Maybe I'll be lucky enough one day. I would love that. Two more quick things. Thank you for all the reviews and the emails. I'm going to give a couple shout outs at the end of this podcast. So listen to see if you're in there. The book that I mentioned, the activity book that's coming out, we've made one or two changes. It's almost ready. Make sure you're on the email list. Just go to gooptales.com and get on the email list and you can get a free downloadable activity book 
there. And then when the hard copy comes out very, very soon, you will get notified that it is out. But meanwhile, you can also go to gooptales.com forward slash book where you can get an autographed copy if there are any left of the very first Goop Tale, which is Gablia and the Turkish Fairy Chimneys. All right, let's get into Goop Tales, episode 127. Episode 127, Manipulata and the Uyuni Salt Flat Mirror. Manipulata was so fun and gregarious. She could make you laugh. She was so hilarious. Manipulata was always up for a prank, and she would make sure her prank never sank. But when she wanted something, oh, she knew how to manipulate. She was known for this, and it was not an attractive trait. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a gregarious and rather hilarious goop girl named Manipulata. Manipulata was full of laughter and pranks and would often have the other goops in fits of giggles. Making her friends laugh brought Manipulata pure joy. Once, she walked over to Grumpy Lena's house, uninvited, and knocked on the door. When Grumpy Lena opened the door, Manipulata was hiding in the bushes. Whoever knocked on the door, you aren't funny. You are really just annoying. Is it you, Anoya? Grumpy Lena shouted in a furious voice. Manipulata popped out from the bushes and did a little jig. Dancing on her toes, she sang, My name is Anoya. You have found me out. I annoy and annoy without a doubt. But somehow you still love me. So I will annoy you for free. Then she bowed and handed Grumpy Lena a rose, similar to the one that Anoya always carried. At the end of this little performance, Grumpy Lena couldn't help but burst into laughter. <laughs> Manipulata was very, very funny when she wanted to be. But if things didn't go her way or she wasn't in a good mood, Manipulata could be a master manipulator. There was no one she wouldn't manipulate, including her parents, her friends, and even Miss Wigglebutt. Once, she was playing a round of dodgeball during recess, and she was on Compito's team. Compito was very competitive, and he was quite frustrated that Manipulata kept getting hit by the ball without even trying to dodge it. Manipulata, we're going to lose this game if you don't actually try to dodge the ball. Just run so it won't hit you, hissed a very annoyed Compito. Hmm... I will run faster, but I'm going to need one of your chocolate chip cookies to do that, replied Manipulata. Compito just rolled his eyes, but nonetheless, he gave her a cookie 
and she ran faster. And ultimately, Compito's team won the dodgeball match. Manipulata was great friends with Neverweight, and the two of them shared many laughs together. One day, they got assigned as lab partners in Miss Wigglebutt's science class. Come on, put on a lab coat, called out Neverweight as he rushed across the room and handed Manipulata a white lab coat. We are going to be so professional, like two real scientists. I can't wait to get started, he said. Of course you can't never wait. This is going to be fun. Which science experiment shall we try? Asked Manipulata. Never wait held up a book of lab experiments and quickly flipped through it. Oh, look at this one. Melting ice with salt. How does that sound? Asked Neverweight. Manipulata looked down at her little belt that had a horseshoe buckle and rubbing the buckle sighed, hmm, maybe. Sensing her disappointment, Neverweight suggested another experiment. Or we could try the sticky ice experiment, he said hopefully. Manipulata put her hand on the horseshoe belt buckle again and said, okay, I guess. Neverweight knew she wasn't excited about this idea. So he flipped through the book again and then said, the floating egg experiment sounds amazing. And just like that, Manipulata perked right up and said, floating egg? That sounds magical. Let's do it. And once again, Manipulata had manipulated the situation to get exactly what she wanted. But Neverweight didn't seem to mind. Great, we need an egg a bowl of water, and some salt, said Neverweight. The two of them quickly set up the science experiment. Manipulata plopped an egg in a bowl of water, and immediately it sank to the bottom. Salt time, said Neverweight, who couldn't wait to pour some salt into the water to see what would happen. He grabbed a bag of salt and started to pour. Manipulata was immediately perturbed. Neverweight was going too fast, as usual, and he wasn't waiting for her. Dense, said Manipulata in a stern tone. Neverweight stopped pouring the salt and looked up at her. Did you call me dense? He asked. I certainly did not. I said dense because we need to make the water dense with salt so that the egg will float. But you need to slow down and listen, said Manipulata. Neverweight set the bag of salt down and said, Okay, I'll slow down. This is exactly what Manipulata wanted to happen. She picked up the bag of salt and began pouring it into the bowl. In her manipulation of the science experiment, Manipulata poured far too much salt, and within moments, there was a salt mound on the lab table. Manipulata reached out with her gloved hands to pick up the salt, and she dissolved right into it. Chapter Two Manipulata disintegrated into the salt pile, and all that was left was an even larger salt pile with some glowing salt crystals. Neverweight reached down to pick up the salt pile and find Manipulata. 
And as he did, somewhere deep in an alternate universe, Manipulata felt herself being shaken. She opened her eyes as if she was coming out of a deep sleep, and then she stood up, releasing thousands of tiny salt granules that fell to the ground all around her. What's happening? She sighed as she looked up and around. The vibrant blue sky above her was filled with white puffy clouds. Looking down, Manipulata saw the sky above her, only it was below her. Nothing made any sense. She looked up again. The sky was still there. She looked down again. The exact same sky was below her, and this time she saw herself. There was Manipulata, dressed in her little jeans, red and white striped t-shirt, and her lucky horseshoe belt. Perched on her head was her white straw Panama hat. She looked back and forth several times, from the sky to the ground below, trying to wrap her head around the situation. Finally, she reached down to the ground with her tiny hand and touched it. She was standing in a thin layer of water above the ground, and it was salty, salty, salty. Manipulata thought perhaps she had landed on the moon. She had never experienced anything like this. Looking down again, she caught a glimpse of something pink that resembled a small pink cloud in the distance. Manipulata tracked the pink cloud by watching the ground as it moved in her direction. Slowly but surely, the shape of the cloud began to morph into what looked like a flamingo. Manipulata stared at the ground as it grew closer and closer until there it was, an actual flamingo. She looked up and came face to face with him. He had a long, elegant neck and was the color of a soft pink rose. Are you a mirage? asked Manipulata as she reached out to touch the flamingo. He gently leaned forward and tickled her fingers with his black beak. I can see why you would think that, but alas, no, I am not a mirage. I am trying to catch up with my flock, who comes to the Salar de Uyuni from time to time, to feed. They took off without me. Now, who might you be? And whatever are you doing wandering about on your own, said the flamingo. I'm Manipulata, and I'm from Goop World. I landed here in these Uyuu... Yes, the Uyuni salt flats of Bolivia, also known as the world's largest mirror. My name is Vangelis, which means good news messenger, which is very fortuitous for you, said Vangelis. The world's largest mirror, sighed Manipulata, as she looked down at the salt flats and saw what looked like all the world reflected back to her. Magnificent billowy clouds of all shapes and sizes filled the sky. Manipulata's imagination began to race as she thought of the world around her. The thought of a red-tailed, fire-breathing dragon crossed her mind as she wondered if there was really such a thing in the world. And for just a moment, she thought she saw a dragon shape in the clouds below her. 
When she looked up, it had vanished. You just morphed the cloud, said Vangelis. Like I said, it is very fortuitous that I met you. What? What and what? Why do you keep saying fortuitous? And what does that even mean? I don't understand you at all. And I morphed a cloud? exclaimed Manipulata. Vangelis looked her up and down, and he knew right away that she liked to be in control of everything. How to approach this, he thought to himself. Fortuitous means happening by a lucky chance, and it is quite lucky that I have met you. You see, you have landed in the salt flats during the cycle of a full moon. This means that everything you feel will be magnified and have more power than you can imagine. Did you just wonder if a fire-breathing, red-tailed dragon really existed? Asked Vangelis. Manipulata stared at him in awe. How did he know? Chapter 3 Vangelis gave a little nod to Manipulata and then looked toward the sky. Manipulata followed his gaze up to the shape-shifting clouds. They were alive. As if stealing the words from her thoughts, Vangelis said, The clouds are alive, and there is nothing they don't see or feel or reflect. You see, Whatever you are thinking creates an emotion, and the clouds can feel your emotion, and they respond. Manipulata's mind began to race so fast she could barely capture a thought. Her first instinct was to manipulate the clouds and control them. She imagined an ice cream sundae with a cherry on top and looked at the clouds, but they didn't look any different. It's not working she said a bit testily as she stomped her foot in the salt water, splashing it on both herself and Vangelis. Vangelis laughed. Not working? No, it isn't. I just thought of an ice cream sundae and look, it isn't in the clouds or in the mirror beneath us. Vangelis smiled and said, you are trying to manipulate things without really feeling anything. That isn't how it works. Let me help you. Why don't you tell me about this ice cream sundae in great detail? Manipulata furrowed her brow for a moment, not understanding what Vangelis was up to, but she played along. Well, the ice cream sundae has two scoops of chocolate ice cream and one scoop of vanilla. I like it when there's three scoops of ice cream because then I can invite my friend Neverweight to share it with me. And there's gooey hot fudge sauce on the ice cream and it's sprinkled with slivered almonds. Neverweight loves those. And then there are two huge dollops of whipped cream so that we can each have our own. And the whipped cream is covered with chocolate sprinkles. This sundae is really the best and we eat it together in silence. 
because we just need to enjoy it, said Manipulata with a huge smile. Vangelis listened carefully and then nodded toward the sky. Manipulata looked up and saw clouds in the shape of an ice cream sundae with three scoops and whipped cream clouds atop. Ah, I did that, she gasped as she looked down and saw the same clouds reflected back to her in the salt flats below. That is how powerful you are. When you really feel things and focus on creating them, you have that power, but you must be careful how you use it. You could create something you don't want or something dangerous. Guard your thoughts. And now I must move on to catch up with my flock. It was fortuitous we met, as you now know, said Vangelis, and off he went. Manipulata stood in the middle of the salt flats, all alone, feeling a little abandoned by Vangelis. She didn't like this feeling, and fear crept through her. Her little body tensed up, and her mind began to race. Soon she was in a tailspin. What if there really is a fire-breathing dragon with a red tail? What would stop him from leaping from the clouds and torching, torching me with his fiery breath? One bad thought led to another. There could be a really big fire-breathing dragon that appears from nowhere and slashes his tail. He could gather me up and he could take me away to his lair and he could hold me prisoner and I would never see my goop friends again. And I would have... Baby dragons as friends and no goops, blurted out Manipulata. Her breath was getting short and shallow. Panic and fear had overtaken her. Looking down at the ground beneath her, she saw it. Her worst fears had come to life. There was an enormous fire-breathing dragon in the clouds. His red tail slashed about and he stared directly into Manipulata's eyes. Chapter 4. Manipulata jumped back from where she was standing, and the dragon followed her. She moved her eyes to the sky and saw the mirror image of the one she faced on the ground. They followed each other's movements. Glancing at his tail, Manipulata felt a chill run down her spine. What if the dragon whipped up his tail and twisted it around her? At that exact moment, she saw a flicker of movement beneath her and felt something running down her back. It felt hot. Whipping herself around, she caught sight of the salt water beneath her rippling. Something was there. She reached down to her little horseshoe belt and removed it. Somehow, it felt safer to be holding on to something that made her feel stronger, and her horseshoe buckle was lucky. Rubbing her fingers across the brass horseshoe helped to calm her down. Then, without warning, something ran down her back again. Manipulata was petrified. Without even thinking, she whirled around and whipped her belt, lashing out into the space behind her. Nothing was there. Nothing that she could see, but she knew 
what she felt. I felt it. I know I did, she murmured to herself as she looked around. Then it dawned on her, and she remembered what Vangelis had said. You are trying to manipulate things without really feeling anything. That isn't how it works. But all I feel is scared, terrified of that red, fire-breathing dragon, she said aloud. As soon as she said this, Manipulata realized she had created all her feelings about the red, fire-breathing dragon. She had imagined it all in her head, and it had become so real that she could actually feel the dragon. Her imagination had come to life. Taking deep breaths, Manipulata closed her eyes. As soon as she did, the fire-breathing dragon appeared and she felt the heat crawl down her back. Popping her eyes open, Manipulata flung herself around once again, whipping her belt into the air in fear. How, Vangelis, how? Screeched Manipulata. She was so frustrated, she couldn't think straight. <sighs> hmm, okay. All Vangelis did was ask me to describe my favorite ice cream sundae, and it worked, she sighed. Touching her horseshoe belt buckle once again, Manipulata decided to close her eyes and describe what she wanted while she saw it in her imagination. I'm back in Goop World with Neverweight. It's a fall day and there are red leaves on the ground. There's so many red leaves we can't see the street beneath them. And we're riding our scooters over the red leaves and we're laughing so hard. We're pretending that we're on another planet. Maybe Mars, because I think it's red there. No one cares how fast we go or how much noise we make. And all we want to do is have fun. And then Russian races by on a scooter trying to go faster than us, of course. And he does, but we don't care because we're laughing so hard. And then we go riding by Play Alina's house and she comes running out and she says that she wants to play with us. So she gets on her scooter and I stop to wait for her. Of course, never wait keeps going. And then Play Alina and I start up on our scooters and we go after Neverweight and we're laughing so hard. And then I start crying, I'm laughing so hard. And then Manipulata suddenly opened her eyes and looked around. She was in Goop World on a scooter, riding down a street covered in red leaves. And Play Alina was right behind her. Neverweight is getting so far ahead, I can't even see him anymore, exclaimed Play Alina. Manipulata smiled and shouted out, I did it. I really did it. I almost can't believe it. Thank you, Vangelis. I have to go and tell Neverweight, she said as she sped ahead in a search for Neverweight. But Neverweight was nowhere to be found. He was spinning around in a Rolls Royce Ultra fan. But that is a tale for another time. All right, that is it for today's story. You know what I love about today's story is it reminds me, and hopefully you, of just how powerful our thoughts are because our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings have lots of power. So don't forget that. 
and it's just a matter of what you use them for. But you're a goopy, so I know you use them for good. Now, if you love listening to today's story, I would love to hear from you. Please leave a review on iTunes because every review makes me want to do more goop tales. So if you haven't done that already, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And remember that you can get a free goop creation kit by visiting gooptales.com. You can see the photos that go with this story by going to gooptales.com forward slash episode 127. And you will also see the cover drawing for this. And if you feel inspired to draw, which why not let your imagination one run wild, especially if you download the Goop Creation Kit. There's lots of places to draw and create your own Goop there. Draw a picture, take a photo of it, send it to me at GoopTales on Instagram or TikTok. You can tag me or you can write me maria at gooptales.com. There's so many ways and I will repost it on social media. Okay, don't forget your free Goop Creation Kit. Now I'm going to give a couple shout outs to those who have left reviews and sent me voicemails and or emails. I want to thank Lorraine. Lorraine, you are so sweet. I love what a loyal Goop listener you are and that adorable review that you wrote on iTunes. It just warms my heart to know that you've been listening to this for years to Goop Tales and you keep on listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to write your review, to edit it, and to write it again. I love that. I'm actually going to read what you said. You said, hi, I'm Lorraine. I have been listening to your podcast from the very beginning. I started listening to your podcast when I was seven, and now I'm nine, and I still love it. Heart, heart, heart. You work so hard for Goop Tales. Thank you and thank all the people who help you on Go, 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 Go Goop Tales. Lorraine, you made us all very, very happy with that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I also want to thank the siblings of Penelope and Felix. Thank you for your reviews. I love it. And Miron, my super goopy. I love a super goop. I love you all. And Olive and Hazel for leaving me messages on SpeakPipe. Goopies, you're the best. And if you just heard a little noise in the background, that was Rocco. He came over to say, you are the best. Right, Rocco? All right. I will see you all in the next Goop Tale. Goop Tale.